titled uh, my message tonight, When is Enough Enough? And I guess uh, when you explore this term enough uh, in the Bible, you, you discover it goes all the way from that's enough, which is the angry, I want that to stop, to this isn't enough, the desperation of, I think I need more, to um, more than enough, uh, a cup that runs over, a fully supplied, God is my adequate. And to try and join the dots, to figure out which of those uh, spaces you're in is hugely important. Because the Christian faith is not about working hard towards enough. The Christian faith is about Christ comes into your life and despite the context of your circumstance, immediately something eternal and important is enough. It's enough. And I think this uh, uh, unquenchable desire for more is going to ruin us if we don't let Jesus put a stop to it. It's an unquestionable, quenchable, why am I using such a tough word? I feel like using a Greek word now. It's an unquenchable, questionable, quench. Is it that one? It's that word. It's so dangerous that it is the source of addictions. It binds people in pornography. It makes people chase the exact same broken relationships over and over again. It is the reason why people, no matter how much money they have, it's never enough. It always runs out. And let me tell you, I've spoken to people with 10,000 rand a month and 100,000 rand a month and um, more. I don't want to expose, and it's still not enough. If there is a certain spirit that you're living under, um, that motivates your life. In John chapter four, Jesus um, has a conversation with the woman at the well. And this idea of enough and not enough comes up. Jesus answers and says to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. It won't be enough. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water spring up into everlasting life. And this passage of scripture suggests um, that there is there is uh, there are two ways of quenching your thirst. The one is very temporary and the other is very eternal. And the one is never enough and the other is more than enough. And my motivation tonight is to shift you into more than enough living. There is a thief out there trying to steal uh, from you. And the way he does it is not, but I said this in the morning, so it's not by taking material possessions, but, take, but by stealing mindset from you. Uh, if he can convince you that no matter what you have or where you're at, there's a there's something missing and you don't even have to know what the something is. Do you know how many of you are walking around going, something's missing and I can't put my finger on it? That's not right. That's not right. Uh, if something's uh, missing and God wants you to know about it, he won't make it a mystery. You'll know exactly what it is. What's missing is a prayer or a Bible reading or a time of worship. You'll know what it is. The Father of heavenly lights reveals all truth, but our enemy hides it. So when I can't put my finger on it, I'm thinking, oh, the devil's tricking me into living in the not enough category of life. Then I have to reject it and go, he is more than enough and my life is in the enough space in the enough space. I'm obviously aware that for a lot of us, things are not enough. But life, uh, spiritual life is not about things being enough. It's about our soul being good enough. 
Do you remember when God created the earth? He said of everything that at the end of each day that it was uh, good. But of man, he said that it was very good, not just enough, more than enough. Uh, the Bible tells us that our cup runneth over, uh, and, and that was true of the rich young ruler, but also of the widow with just one mite, a few cents. Her cup also runs over. In fact, the Bible said she was in a spiritually better condition than the rich ruler who didn't know how to unburden themselves of their, of their um, wealth. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 19, there's a story about a prophet um, who uh, is intimidated by a woman called Jezebel. Have you ever heard that term? Somebody has got a, is a Jezebel. Have you ever heard that term? Have you ever been called that? No, I just, no, I'm just, oh, I don't know, I don't know. We're a church that welcomes everybody. If you, I don't know, maybe if this is your Sunday, you can come to the front and we will deal with Jezebel. Um, a manipulative person is called a Jezebel, right? Well, this woman was very manipulative. I don't have time to read, you know, to read the whole uh, thing. She manipulated her husband, who was the king, uh, but he was a very weak king. And whatever, whatever she said, he did. And one of the things she wanted was the killing of Elijah, the prophet. And Elijah was scared, even though he was a mighty man, eh? Mighty man. Isn't it interesting that a mighty person can fall prey to a manipulative person? You always have to be careful of that. Is something manipulating my spirit? So he runs away from her and he's hiding in a cave and God speaks to him. Elijah was afraid and ran for his life, verse 3 says. And then he came to Beersheba. I think that was too quick for me. Can you go back there? I'm trying to memorize the verses, but... um, Still in John. Um, uh, when, when he came to Bathsheba in Judah, he left his servant then while he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness. He came to a broom bush, sat down under it and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life. I'm no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. And at once an angel touched him and said, get up and eat. He looked around and there by his head was some bread baked over hot coals and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back a second time, touched him and said, get up and eat uh, for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and he ate and he drank. Strengthened by the food, he traveled 40 days and 40 nights. That term sound familiar, 40 days and 40 nights, until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. And they went into a cave and spent the night. And the word of the Lord came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? Uh, I, I don't have time. It's such an awesome story. I don't have time to unpack all of it. The bread means something and the water means something. And uh, the fact that this manipulative person was chasing him means something. And but perhaps, and the fact that repetition happens and how powerful repetition is, I talked about that this morning. And if you uh, feel like it, one, you um, have a listen to the podcast or um, the YouTube um, uh, channel. Um, but I, I especially want to point out uh, um, God confronting uh, Elijah and saying, haven't you had enough of this? Uh, when it was Elijah who said to God, I've had enough of this spiritual stuff. And I wonder how many of you here tonight have come to a point at some stage in your spiritual journey of saying, oh, this, um, 
the spiritual fat thing. I think I've had enough. I just want that to um, linger for a minute. I've been there. I don't know if you've been there. I don't know if you've ever been um, to a place. I've been there recently, like a year ago, um, where you go, I get that I'm David fighting Goliath, but can I have a break? Have you ever been there? And that was Elijah's things like, Lord, I just, another thing to work through and another mountain to climb and another giant to fight and another demon to cast out. And God grabs Elijah at a certain point and at at this journey and says, aren't you tired of running away? That was the point of the conversation. You know, the reason why things aren't enough is because you keep running. And when you keep running away from God's plan, it's not enough. Things just run out. When you're in a relationship that runs away from God's plan, that relationship won't be enough. When you take your finances and disperse them in a way that goes away from God's plan, see this guy in a cave running away from his fight? At some point you go, I've just had enough. And God has to come and pull you back and go, wait, there is a place of more than enough, but it isn't found running away. So tonight, um, in as friendly a way as I possibly can, I want to invite you, don't run away. Come towards that whatever you're looking for isn't out there. It's in him. And if you just stop the race, you'll find the reward. Just stop. Just stop. I, um, I knew I was in that space of running when I just couldn't handle silence. Have you ever been there? Like silence is awkward. I'd wake up in the morning and my, even my phone would tell me the first app you usually use now is YouTube. The first thing you do. And I got YouTube running on iPad, catching me up on the news of America, because that's funny. <laughs> like that's really, that's really, that's a great way to start it today. I wake up every morning, I think, what has George Santos said now? <laughs> if you don't know about that guy, neither does he. It's just hilarious. And while I've got that running, I'm teeing up my sermon. Usually like a T.D. Jakes can handle the first hour and then afterwards it's a bit shouty. So I switch to Stephen Furtick. Can handle about 15 minutes of Stephen Furtick. It's just so hectic. It's just so hectic. It's like, it's like spice on steroids and actual steroids. And then, and then sorry, sorry. Sorry, I've, I've seen him from 10 years ago. There's no way that happened normally. Um, and then so I've got an app going and I've got YouTube going and I've got stuff going and only just, did the, did the joke only just get to that row now? A lot of interference there because it's a long 20 rows. Um, and I just couldn't handle the silence because I didn't want to be alone with my thoughts because I was running. And then I wonder, how do I obey the instruction, wait upon the Lord? Shall renew your strength, shall rise up on wings as eagles. How do you renew when you're running? And I wanted to remind you tonight that there is a deception in lowering your standards. 
you might think that the way to feel like it's enough is just lower the standards. Then it'll be enough. That's so deceiving. God wants to lift you up to something, not lower your life until you're satisfied with it. Can you say amen? So there's something about the power of reaching toward that. In fact, the Bible, the Bible tells us uh, specifically that that's how we should think. That in order to avoid drowning in things, that God raises us. And a lot of us, I was one of those, keep praying for the waters to subside. But a biblical man, a biblical woman prays to rise above it. Instead of wishing for the waters to go down, wish for you to rise above. Not even wish, that's carnal. Pray for you to rise above. I wanted to encourage you, first of all, um, to cultivate a floating standard. Here's what I mean by a floating standard. Wherever the level is in the world, float above it. That's a floating standard. I don't have a fixed standard because standards change. I have to elevate my standard as the world's flood rises. And that's the only place where you can live in a place of feeling like um, satisfied and gratified. So I'll give you an example of that. Let's talk about money. Nobody wants to talk about money. I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about it. Um, if you're on YouTube or Instagram, Instagram, uh, TikTok, especially, long enough, um, two things will happen. You'll see a whole bunch of people flexing their bling. Um, Lamborghinis, I open the boot, there's cash coming out. Follow me for a free course. You can 10x your income by Thursday. Uh, they are in jail while they're typing this, but that's a whole other episode. You don't, you don't get there for a while. Um, and there's just this overwhelming, you know, I watched some guy the other day, he was, he was both enjoyable and so annoying. He's like, I made all my money in America and now I live in Cape Town. And it's humanly impossible to spend more than 400,000 rand in Cape Town. How many of you watch this guy? You can't. I've tried. I, I ate a, a steak for 5,000 rand and I drove a car for 20,000. You couldn't spend enough money in Cape Town. It's not possible. I'm like, go home. <laughs> Where's your house? Don't you have a house? Go home. So what happens is a spirit in the world rising to tell you you are not enough. You do not have enough. Do you know how many of those guys borrow or scam to show you that they're enough and you're not enough? And it's a lie. And the spirit of this world, the, 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 the flood rises. You know that flood, Noah's flood was... Um, was literal in the Old Testament and it is figurative in the New Testament. The world is flooding in a sea of bad decisions, sins. And what you and I have to do is we have to be, build an ark that raises a standard above the flood. That was the whole metaphor. It was, it was real, but it was a story for us to read. 
so shall they fear the name of the Lord, Isaiah 59, 19 says. Uh, from the from the west in his glory, from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The Redeemer will come to Zion. And to those who turn from their transgressions in Jacob, says the Lord, as for me, says the Lord, this is my covenant with you, with them, my Spirit who is upon you, and my words which I have put in your mouth shall not depart from your mouth, nor from the mouth of your descendants, nor from the mouth of your descendants, descendants, says the Lord, for this time and forever. God is faithful, the world is flooding, and your faith needs to float. Your faith needs to float. You've got to, you've got to figure out how to have a standard that just rises above it. And, and you know, um, I've learned now, I, I, I often watch, um, let me rewind, I've never understood meditation. I've really battled with it. Um, in the sense of like, sit in a quiet place in an awkward position and think about nothing. Like, I just don't get it. Add burning spices also. It's just like, um, I joke with Vince, and, and I've, I've got one or two points. I joke with Vince, I, tell the, I told Vince, I feel there is one emoji missing from the emoji list. You know, I like the fact that they've added the Italian. But if any of you have got Mark Zuckerberg's number, if you could ask him to just add one more. I feel there should be an emoji that says, move it on. How many of you feel like every now and then you just like to send someone the emoji going, could you just pick up the pace and get there, please? You know, I just feel like that's a missing, because I would use that every day. Like every day, I'd use that every day. And so I really I didn't understand meditation. And then I come across the scripture that says I should meditate on the word of the Lord day and night. And I'm like, that word meditation gives me this anxiety of silence. And I realized silence means I'm stopping and thinking. And running means I'm flooding and filling. And I need to stop and wait on the Lord. And I think there is a beauty, not in silent meditation, but it, I mean, if you like that, go for it. But um, there's a beauty in meditating on God's word so that it floats. I mean, cheesy, but it floats your boat. I know. But it got to that row quicker than the first joke, eh? You were on it there with the, on it. 1 Peter chapter 4, King James Bible. Uh, says this, for we have spent enough of our past lifetime doing the will of the world. There's got to be a period. In other words, um, before, the th before God's way can be enough, you have to say to yourself, I've had enough of the world's will. What you can't do is run both simultaneously. In that sense, um, you can't have two masters. You will be the slave of the one and the master of the other. In that sense, you have to say enough. And then um, if faith must float, then um, a, a faith that is enough needs a stretch. And the reason why I say that is that I've often misunderstood stretch to mean insufficient. So here's what I mean. 
when I get up to preach, every Sunday, whenever I do it, and I've been doing it for like a hundred years. Well, it, it um, feels like that to you guys, eh? Um, I was there when Moses, you know. Um, but you know, when I get up every Sunday, uh, before I get up, and that's that last song, and I know it's me next, I become deeply aware that I'm in of myself insufficient. That doesn't mean my life is not enough. It means I am in the beautiful place of stretching from my humanity, trusting and reaching God's divinity. Don't mistake the stretch for insufficient. So I I did this eating plan because I was, you know, um, started telling people that cheesy joke that I want to get in shape and round is a shape. It's like when when you're at that level, it's time to make life choices, better life choices. Um, So I made this decision. So I did a lot of reading and I settled and testing lots of things. I settled on intermittent fasting. It works for me and I'm not insisting that it's like a biblical thing you must all do. It just works for me. Do you know what the hardest part of intermittent fasting is? At, at the moment, I'm on an 18 hours no eating and then the difference, uh, a bit of an eating window and portion control. Do you know what was hard for me? I was going to bed hungry. Because I grew up believing that a good day is when you go to bed so full that you're fulfilled. And that your bed moans. Why are you here again? We sent you out light. You came back heavy. Little did I know that there is an old saying, apparently models used to make, that if you go to bed hungry, you wake up skinny. (laughs) Not sure that's a healthy statement. My point was, I misunderstood the, the feeling of some hunger to mean I'm dying of hunger. There was a man in the Bible who was like that. Brother, give me some of your food for I am dying of hunger. He only missed one meal. <laughs> that great exaggerator, Esau and Jacob. You'll be fine. Don't misunderstand. Here's what I mean. You're misunderstanding a little bit of being alone as equal, I'm dying of loneliness. No, you're not. You're misunderstanding a little bit of sadness to equal, I have a spirit of depression. No, you don't. You're misunderstanding a little bit of financial stretch to mean that I've been left behind. No, you haven't. You're en route somewhere. Don't misunderstand the stretch, which is going to be there to mean insufficient because that's not what it is. That's a lie. Here's that verse I started the evening on in Deuteronomy 1, 6. The Lord our God spoke to us in Herob and said, you have dwelt long enough at this mountain. I've, I've come to realize that I, I just, there has to, to have, to be in a place of enough, I have to say to some things, that's enough. That's the lesson of the night. I don't want you to live your life like the person described in the song that you could have towers of gold and the brightest spotlights and it would never be enough. Now, (laughs) I want the stretch because I just don't want to like, I don't want Christianity to turn me into a 
I don't want to be, I'm just careful because I don't want you to think I'm being rude. But I think Christianity can sometimes make people lazy as far as ambition is concerned. If the Lord wants me to have it, it'll happen. If the Lord doesn't, it won't. I'm going to just sit here at home and pray. No. When you're finished praying, by five, get going. <laughs> Do work. Sign contracts. Make sales pitches. Design buildings. Build them. Like, don't be lazy. Like, do you know what I mean? God's not going to mysteriously drop it off at your place. There has to be a stretch. But that doesn't mean I don't have to feel fulfilled just because I've got some unfulfilled hopes. I think it's important not to misunderstand those two. And then I want to end by talking about having a full spirit. And the reason I want to talk about that is that everybody is grinding hard to have full pockets and full emotions, not realizing they'll mean nothing if you don't have a full spirit. And so how much grind do you put into a full spirit then if it is the platform on which all the other stuff? Do, do you see what I mean? It's a platform on which all the other stuff. So Jesus, to wrap up our story about John chapter 4, the woman at the well, this woman says, listen, if you've got water, that'll make sure I never thirst again. Can I get some? And instead of immediately answering her yeah, here's the water. I am the water. He asks her the famous question, can you go fetch your husband? I'm almost there. Um, and the woman says, oh, wrong question. Um, I was just asking about where I can get this water. I never have to thirst. I don't have to dig in the well. And he said, now why don't you fetch all the stuff in your life that you thought would quench your spirit and bring them here? So I can tell you that where you thought life was isn't where it was. And what Jesus was doing was answering the question by removing all the placeholders that she thought would make her life perfect. And Jesus took them away and said, now that you know it's not that, let me tell you what a full spirit is. Those who believe him, the Bible says in verse 29, well, um, well um, uh, the hour has come uh, that um, those who believe him will not believe him neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem. Um, but those who want to worship him uh, will worship him in spirit and in truth. And I... Um, Think, think about that phrase a lot over the years. What does in spirit and in truth mean? Well, I mean, we could have a whole discussion about that. Um, but I think it should include, our answer should include that worshiping God in spirit and in truth means to not live a lie to ourselves and to become aware that um, wherever enough needs to happen in your life, it's going to happen as a spiritual transaction, not an emotional transaction and not a financial transaction. You're never going to have enough if you do emotional. So you know what an emotional transaction is, right? I'll give you this and you give me that in life. Financial transaction, I'll offer my services. You give me a salary. I give you this money. You give me a car. Those are transactions. A spiritual transaction 
is the only place where you can begin the enough journey. And having said that, it comes from saying, that's enough to the flood from the world. And there is only one spiritual transaction. I lay down my life and I take yours, Jesus. And at that moment, your journey to being in a place of more than enough has kicked. So as we trigger this discussion of um, what the 6pm will look like and what our, our beliefs for the fruits of it will be, I want to say that no matter what happens in the world, I've had enough of that. I want to say that whatever God does is enough. And my following of Jesus Christ has taught me that he is more than enough when everything else is not enough. And I hope you'll make the transition from a spirit of it's not enough and I'm not enough and we don't have enough and this country isn't enough. And you'll make the shift to Jesus is more than enough. And because of that, he has put into my spirit where this all matters, a well of living water, that is enough. Can you say amen to that? Would you stand with me? Should we pray? So um, I know there's really good stuff at Warehouse One, and I hope you'll hang out. One of our plans is to do like proper meals um, with like actual veggies, potato, rice flesh in Artapul's meals that you can buy uh, and stay here so you can say supper is sorted. And we're working with a, a vendor who will cook that and prep it. The point is we're building this up. And um, I'm very excited about that. Our students aren't back yet. We, we know that. But we needed to get started. So many of you were texting us and saying, when's the 6 p.m. coming back? So here it is. And may it never close again. In the name of Jesus. I've had enough. <laughs> Should we pray about more than enough and that idea and that conversation over the next little bit? So Lord, thank you that that you do confront us with a terminology. Uh, how long are we going to, when is it enough to hang around the same old mountain and fight the same old fights and go around the same old thing and face the same old walls? Today, by faith, we declare that's enough. We declare that's enough also to the voices of the Jezebels and the voices of the world that come in like a flood, that's enough. We make a commitment that our faith will float as a standard above it. And above all, we make as a commitment that the best transaction in all the world is to lay down our lives and to receive yours. That when things happen in the spirit, they become fulfilling and more than enough. And will you please teach us how to live with an attitude of enough and a confidence to say that's enough when that needs to happen. So while we're in this um, attitude of worship and I want to uh, uh, close it off, um, there are some people up front to help pray for you and I'd invite um, some of you to consider joining the Dream Team for the 6 p.m. specifically. Every department is being reinvented in a sense as new people come into the 6 p.m. So think about 
shaping this canvas with your character and with your calling and gift. But I especially want to pray for you um, confidentially so you don't have to come to the front for this. Um, if you're in a place where you want prayer for feeling like you live under an umbrella of lack, like something's just never enough and it's bothering you and you, you feel insufficiently deficient in some way. I just want to, would you, while everyone's eyes are closed, just stick your hand up and say, George, will you, will you please pray that prayer for me? Uh, include me in your prayer. I need a breakthrough in that sense. You just raise your hand long enough for me to see it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, thank you for every hand raised, every heart that represents every circumstance. Thank you for a breakthrough in Jesus' name, a confidence arising, an assurance of both salvation and of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord, that we will say, my God is all sufficient and he has made me able so that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, would you have got a shout of praise and worship?